Welcome to Blind Tag, the wrestling show for people who don't watch wrestling. I'm your co-host, Rondo Volano. And I'm your co-host, Matt Raddick. Matt, as the Brothers Green say, mm. what is the elephant in the room? Wow, we're going to do this one. On the count huh? of three. One, two, three. Hulk so, Hogan. Yes, it is. I had no response for that whatsoever. I just mumbled that. That is a good bit, though. I like that. That bit. is, it is good. They do it every every time at the beginning of their show. Yeah, dear, dear Hank and John. Mm-hmm. If you've got time, go listen to that one. Yeah. If you've got, show. if you've, if you're listening to this podcast, if you've got time to listen to this. Stop one, listening and go listen to that other podcast. It's much better. And if you still have time after that, then you can come back here. Listen to that one on a different device and let this one just keep playing. But you mm, can, you yeah. can silence it. But just get, let that download go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Get us that download. Get that play. If you could just scrub ahead to the end and then just like play the last thirty seconds, I think that still counts as. Does a that play. count? Is it? I don't know. I don't fucking know how they calculate that shit. It's all, it's all, it's all with, Greek uh, to me. Weird wizardy math. Yeah, it's Greek. That's the one. Uh, those, those weird wizards. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Tell me about Hulk Hogan. What's everybody? Yeah. What's the deal with Hulk Hogan? So Hulk Hogan uh, was at Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules this past Sunday. It, yep. it, it extremely ruled. It, it it happened. It was fine. Uh, apparently, Hulk Hogan was backstage he before sure was. the show. And he was reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's, that's what they tell me. And uh, some people were not happy about it. Why? Why were people? Uh, why weren't people happy about this, Matt? Well, did did something happen? I mean, the simple answer. Why? Well, wait, 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 wait. Hulk Hogan. One yeah. of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. wasn't he in the Wrestling Hall of Fame? Well, you see, he was in the, in the Wrestling Hall of Fame. All right, so then no big was, deal. But then he was take he was removed from the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, what did, uh, did what happened? Did he did was he juicing? Did they find out he was juicing? <laughs> I mean, he was probably juicing, but no, his crime was actually just good old fashioned being racist. Which now, is... did he say something that? Maybe he didn't really mean it to be racist, but it was misconstrued as being kind of racist. No, here's the funny thing in 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 the hullabaloo of, of his uh, his um, whatever whatever the uh, the uh, antonym of triumphant is, whatever sure. that is, uh, look it up in your thesaurus at home. It's a fun activity for us to all <laughs> collaborate on. Uh, whatever that means. The fact that all these people have been talking about this is uh, it, it it brought to light that the Act, like his actual quote that got him in trouble. Sure, yeah. Um, and he started the quote. The very first thing that he said is, I am racist. <laughs> it's a very good quote. It's unbelievable. It's usually, usually somebody saying racist shit is prefaced by, now I'm not racist, but, and then saying some racist shit. But no, 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 no not, Hulk, not Hulk Hogan. Hulk leaned right into it. He He's a said, real American. He just said, listen, I am racist. And then he said some very, very vile things and used some words that we will certainly not repeat. It's unbelievable. I was thinking about this earlier because usually what happens is somebody says something racist. They yep. lose their job. They get removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then over time, they they like let it cool and they say something along the lines of, like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. It was, I, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't realize that it would be so offensive. Yep. And it's kind of like a borderline thing where it's like, well, I don't really believe him. But, I mean, I guess yeah, maybe that's right, possible. Right. Maybe he learned from his mistake. And right. maybe he really is sorry. But this one, he started out by saying, now, don't get me wrong. 
When I say this racist thing, I really mean it. I am, in I fact, I want it to racist. be clear. Yes. I am a racist. <laughs> if I, there's one thing you should know about me before I say this racist thing, it's that I'm a racist. Now, if someone wanted to be cruel, they could if clip the a lot of this clues, audio. <laughs> if the context clues weren't enough for you, yes. I just need to be clear. That I am, in fact, racist. I'm a racist. Now, let me say the N-word a few times and talk about how I don't like people of color at all. That's the clip that I'm going to use that, as my new ringtone. That is what you're going to use as your new ringtone. <laughs> Just make it your voicemail message. <laughs> <laughs> or make it my voicemail message, but don't tell me, because I, I will probably forget to check it or something. So the elephant in the room is uh, is Terry. Is Terry and his racism. Terry Bolia. Mm-hmm. He's... Uh, He's a known racist, and he wants you to admitted know. racist. Admitted racist, admitted Terry racist. Terry Yeah. So he's back in the WWE Hall of Fame because you know what I, three I, years. Because three years is that is the the official penalty for for racism. For racism, and then you I'm don't excited. apologize for it. You you make a few million dollars by killing a, a beloved journalistic endeavor. Yeah. And then you then you get back in the Hall of Fame. I was th- I've been thinking about this thing. Yeah. Lately, uh, like Papa John. Nope. Though that is relevant. <laughs> also a racist man. In three years, though, he'll be right back on those pizza boxes. That's, oh, my gosh. I, I, that's bleak. Um, I've been thinking about, like, truth, right? And like, and, like, when do we choose to believe someone and like Mm. when do we when do we choose to say like this is this is this is real and we are going to like respect this and and take this at face value because like i think about this and it's like the president says a lot of things that that and then, like, everybody just kind of has to, like, report on them as fact. Yeah, but sometimes it's just one word. It's just one word that makes a difference. Right. You it's like one word it's and like you he really said, meant He that... said, I would, I, would, I would believe Russia, and actually he meant to say, I wouldn't believe Russia or right. something to that so effect. So you're saying Hulk was actually saying, to be clear, I'm not racist. Right, right. Well, I mean, the thing that I was going to— To be s- clear, I'm a racist, but also it's opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean that like to to your point you were saying like you know someone someone says an apology for for doing something like this and we're like okay I I guess I I guess I have to believe that. But and it's like there's not it's interesting that there's no room in like ro- like journalism or reporting on something for being like yeah but he's probably just saying that. You know like he's probably just saying the thing that he has to that he has to say. Sure. And there's no like like but it sounded like a load of bullshit when he said that he was sorry about that. But then the other, I mean, to the, the the fucking cherry on top of this is, I don't think Hulk Hogan has ever apologized for saying this. Well, okay. thing. well I was gonna say, I'll I'll put my foot down here as a wrestling journalist. Okay, I will say that I believe Hulk Hogan when he says that he is a racist. I, you know, I will say that too. I will take him at face value. I'm gonna take the facts yep. and I'm going to agree with them. Yep. You know, I think it's time we start believing in the facts. I think it's I think it's I think it's time that we put the the truth back in I think it's time that we put the true back in truth, you know? I think it's about <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I think it's time that we put the true T V back in truth and and we just started believing in people and when Hulk Hogan says I am a racist, I'm gonna say I, I I believe him. I think that's a good rule of thumb. If anybody says I'm a racist, yeah, I think it's good to believe. Him. I think it's good. I think it's 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 a fair assumption to say, heck yeah, I believe that person. They are probably not lying about this. If they come out and say I'm a fascist, mm-hmm. I'm a Nazi, yeah, I'm a racist. 
probably good to take them at their word and just knock them out yeah. right there. <laughs> just just do away just, with that just person. Be, be done with it. Just politely uh, pick them up and attach them to a helicopter and fly them away to an island. <laughs> we'll call it Racism Island, and it will be where all the racists live in harmony. You know, if you put all the racists on one island, eventually they'll all die out. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the goal here. It's sort of like a, a twist on a racist belief. Boy, <laughs> jeez. Well, anyway, Hulk Hogan is back, and the and the reviews are mixed. But he's not really. I mean, he was backstage uh, before Extreme Rules, and he. I mean, not yet. It's just a matter it's of not time. Yet. He's not back yet. He was backstage before Extreme Rules. He got re put into the Hall of Fame. He was never really taken out because it's a fake thing anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the truth. So he's uh, Hulk Hogan is relevant again. Maybe yeah. you can buy his merch on wweshop.com or whatever. God damn it! It's it's miserable. The uh, did you see the New Day statement about this? I did. It was a good statement. I, I think it was. I think it was good too. But I do think that their point um, about the about the Hall of Fame it, it was like kind of valid too. It, it was like they said that uh, okay, what this is the talent president in Pittsburgh, which I was a part of, was asked to attend a mandatory meeting in which Mr. T- Terry Balea addressed everyone and informed the same that he would be reinstated in the Hall of Fame. At no point, nope. This is not the part of the statement that I wanted to read. I didn't even read that part. I think you're just reading other parts that weren't from the New Day. Oh, no, yeah, this is uh, this, <laughs> this is the uh, the Titus O'Neil statement. Whoops. I clicked the wrong uh, I clicked the wrong screenshotted message app. Titus O'Neil statement was Maybe a we'll pretty good this. one too, which I also liked in that he just kind of left. That is apparently not what happened, at least according to I haven't actually read his new statement, but that is apparently false. I think that's what happened. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you have to, what what is truth, right? We have to take people. I think at face Titus value. is doing the thing that Hulk was supposed to do three years ago, where he was like, "Wait a minute, I didn't actually. That's not uh, actually what happened. It I wasn't see, that I big see. of a deal." Tit- Titus is trying to soften uh, what he actually did. It's 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 a uh, it's a yeah it's a it's a it's a it's all a, a long a long con a long hoax of of titus being like this is what you should have should have done by him backtracking his own statement he's a teacher he's a teacher what the new day said about hulk hogan was how do we feel indifferent we are not happy or sad or angry or resentful who the wwe puts into the hall of fame is totally and completely up to the company and from a career standpoint there's no argument on whether or not hogan should have his place we have no problem with this reinduction to the slightest degree it is impossible to even begin to mention the history and evolution of the business without mentioning his name and accolades which is all true right Sure, but I think the the important part is is that like who the WWE puts in the Hall of Fame is one hundred percent totally up to them. Like, I, I mean, it, it's a from both a like literally they make the decisions about who goes into it, as well as a like WWE ultimately controls the script and they ultimately control who becomes successful and who becomes famous uh, and all true, that kind yeah. of stuff. So it's all to some extent arbitrary, and I think. In a roundabout way, it does, like, I think that the fans have more control over, like, who is successful and famous now than they did back in the day, so to speak, because there are there are groups and individuals that become famous in spite of the WWE, like, not necessarily including them in scripts and stuff like that, because people are able to connect through, like, you know, online communities and, and fandoms and stuff like that more so than they could back in the day when it was a, a, a smaller traveling show and less access to it. Uh Yada, yada, yada. So it's like, maybe we don't care as much about who the WWE chooses to honor, but we do care about the fact that, 
you, the fans, have really honored us the new day, for example, and have have made us to be successful stars, whatever that may mean. I think that's a good point. I, yeah. I mean, I, I respect the new day's decision to be unhappy about it to a certain extent, but to mm-hmm. see it sort of pragmatically in the yeah. in the terms of what the Hall of Fame is and who is in it and what it represents. Right, right. Yeah, no, it, was, it was sensible. A sensible statement. But that's Hulk Hogan. That's the elephant in the room. There he is. There he is. Uh, this podcaster, we'll just go ahead and say, he can, he can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, Hulk Hogan sucks. Yeah. But do you know f- who's having a good week? Who's that? My friend Elias. Oh, yeah, he is. He's about to have an even better week, let me tell you. Yeah, next week I think is going to be pretty good for him. Today, actually, if you're listening to this podcast. Oh, my goodness. Today's the big day. Today is the big day. Uh, How much truth is in all this? So they've been advertising this thing on the WWE Network for a while that is just called Elias Colon Unplugged. Yeah, sure. Which is where they detach his colon from the rest of his body. (laughs) Just a, a, just, oh, no. just some anatomy humor for you oh, for you, you science dweebs at home, um, or maybe some English humor depending on your on your purview. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Eli- there's this thing called Elias Unplugged that's coming out, which I, I, I assume is you know kind of just riffing on the the uh, the you know MTV Unplugged stuff. Was well, that it, what they called that stuff? Yeah, well, that, those were the acoustic shows by yeah. non-acoustic bands. But I assume this would be more like a rockumentary, if you will. Oh man, I hope so. That would be amazing. Is this I, just a, a set by Elias? Well, I was assuming, I was assuming that it was more of a more of a uh, like a I don't know, I don't know, just like a live, like a him in the studio kind of thing. So I guess kind of like a rockumentary, but more just like a, a a small instance of like you know he's in the studio, he's recording his album, and some like snippets of interviews and stuff like that with him while he's there. Uh, that would be pretty cool and yeah. probably pretty funny. Yeah. Right. Um, but he apparently does also have an album coming out, which I'm not sure if that's just going to be songs from is it. Is or... that real? Though? I don't know. I mean, this would not be the first time that WWE has released an album from from uh, a a music based artist. Sure. I I also saw today that he's currently being endorsed by Fender. Oh, really? Now is, I hmm. I also can't confirm or deny if that's real. <laughs> Where did you hear this news? I, the internet. I I read it in ah. an article that was also <laughs> recapping the fact that he has an album coming okay, out next sure. week. So I don't know if that's uh, the truth or just kind of a joke on the fact that he breaks a guitar every week. Mm, I see. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel. Is this another rough, rough, rough situation? It, right. Am I exactly. Think Are that, you getting duped? Am I? Am I excited for this thing that doesn't actually exist? I mean, the way that they're something is going to come out, right? Like whether it's a it's a feature length album of Elias songs or whether it's just like a song or something like that. I don't know. I think I think there's going to be something there, but I think if they sell it on the WWE shop, like I think it's going to sell like hotcakes. Like Yeah, but it's going to be a $20 compact disc. Yeah, but I I need it. Apparently Elias is one of the uh, top-selling merch guys, which isn't surprising to me. No, not at but all. But it probably means that they should put him in more fights and like actually make him look <laughs> yeah. good uh, rather than just letting him be very good on the mic. But well, I think that this was like not an unreasonable what like move to kind of keep him out of the spotlight for a little bit like 
and like keep him away from matches for I don't know. I feel like it's got to be nice to get a break every once in a while to oh, like sure. not have to wrestle a bunch of matches every every single week. Um, and there just wasn't really like a, a lot of room for him on the card leading up to Extreme Rules. I mean, Elias is a is a great character partially because he doesn't need like a feud to stay relevant right now. Like especially because basically he's feuding with the audience at all times. Sure. By just like you know talking shit about them. I hope it is just an album of like. Like a like a city in every state, and just like some crappy things about them. Oh, that, that's what I assume it would be. Is just like the greatest hits, like yeah, his right. some of the songs that he's written about uh, shitty cities that he's been in, things like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I read today about Elias, okay, I thought this was very interesting. Uh, his his walkout music has only played like a very small handful of times because it always starts. Huh. With, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Elias, and yeah. he's already in the middle of the ring, and there's, like, the guitar strum, yeah, and then he goes into whatever huh. song he's going to play. But, yeah, he he has a song. Of course he does. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he has to have a song. Right, but you never hear it because mm, his really matches already that. start, they always start with him already in the ring. Yeah, right. Like, even when he has a match against Seth Rollins, like, he's just in the ring, he's, like, playing a song, and then Seth Rollins' music interrupts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. Did you hear what his so- music sounds like? No, but I feel I, like I have it in my head, but I can't. But I can't. I think it's just like generic rockin' the drifter music. Yeah, right, right. Some like some some honky tonk guitar, maybe yeah, absolutely a little bit of, but maybe some tambourine in there. Who knows? Oh, well, anyway, congrats, Elias. Congrats, you might Elias. Have, you might have an album dropping called "Walk with Elias" on mm-hmm. July twenty third. If you do. Maybe we'll give it a listen. Maybe we'll give it a review. I, I, now I think that's a $2 idea right there. That's, that's a great idea. We'll have to check it out. Um, Elias was involved in, in some in-ring action this week as well. Oh uh, yeah. As, as maybe a sort of a promotional device for his, for his new album. <laughs> um, but, but I guess, uh, I mean, part and parcel is we got a clear picture of what's, we, we are well on the road to SummerSlam and we got a, a picture of what, of what the SummerSlam main event is going to look like. Um, the big news from Extreme Rules was that uh, Kurt Angle at the top of the show announced that if Brock Lesnar does not show up the next night on Raw or let him know what his next title defense will be, he is going to be stripped of the Universal title, to which people were pretty, pretty darn excited Pretty about. excited, yeah. And to which I said, well, I mean, they're not going to. They're not going to take the title from him. That's, no. that's ridiculous. People really wanted that to happen, but it did not happen. That'd be sort of uh, sort of anticlimactic, huh? Oh right, yeah. If he if he held it for all this time, only to just be like lose it on a on a technicality, yeah, that would be that would be pretty ridiculous. Um, so naturally, the next night, uh, Brock Lesnar showed up for work to to defend his title, right? Uh, that's not what happened. But Matt. I feel like you're kind of stepping on my territory a little here. Oh, I feel like you get a, better watch your fucking feet because <laughs> you're overstepping just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a um, segment uh-huh. that I like to call Brock Spotting. Okay. Your weekly update on all things WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. I feel like, oh, I feel like you're just stepping a little bit. Like there's a line there that you crossed a little bit. I got this one thing that I contribute to the show, Matt. I got one thing, and you're just talking over it. The one week I have an actual update on WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. And you're stepping all over it, Matt. Ron. Matt. Ron. I'm deeply sorry. 
I didn't mean to. See, it's just he's been so not. Matt, he's been. I feel like <laughs> you just gotta let me. Welcome to Brock Spotting, your weekly update on all things WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. This week, this past weekend at Extreme Rules, WWE Raw General Manager Kurt Angle announced that if Brock Lesnar does not show up to work on Monday, he will be stripped of his title. Or, or, or if, or if he makes a, a statement about when his next title defense will be. Ah, uh, yes, Brock either had to show up or he had to show up to schedule a match. Well. I mean, he he did. It was unclear what he had to do. Yeah, he had to, there was a lot of caveats in in this a statement. A statement needed to be made. Kurt Angle needed to very carefully choose his words so that it would be very clear that when Brock Lesnar did not show up for work on Monday, that it would still be okay and that yeah. he would not lose his title. Uh, and so we'll, we'll jump right to the conclusion: Brock did not show up to work on Monday. Right, but. Paul Heyman did. Paul Heyman sure did. Paul Heyman was also tweeting or Facebook posting or whatever the night before, just mm. saying all this stuff about how dare Kurt Angle mm. uh, give less than 24 hours notice, mm. which is kind of a, a fair a point yeah. to yeah. show up. Like, th- who knows where the hell Brock Lesnar is? He could have been in the in the in the in the deep woods of the Yukon hunting elk with his bare hands. It could have been. That seems like something Brock Lesnar would do. I he could have been doing anything. Uh, so, yeah, Kurt says, hey, Brock's not here, so I'm going to strip him of his title. Yep. And he's kind of said it twice, and then Paul Heyman came yeah, out. I feel yeah. like there's a missed cue. Uh-huh. And um, and Paul said, hold up. What do you what do you need? Yeah. And uh, Brock said, all right. He said, I'm an advocate. Let's make a deal. Yes. And, and Kurt Angle said, well, Brock's next match is going to be at SummerSlam, as Matthew and I have been telling you, lovely listeners, for a about six months. Yes, Brock is going to show up to SummerSlam to yes. defend his title. Finally, I, I'll admit, I I got I I got worked a little bit. I thought with all the hullabaloo at Extreme Rules of of how there was going to be this this multi man match and then there wasn't this multi man match. I was like, maybe he's not going to defend it at SummerSlam after all. Maybe that's not going to be the case. Uh, but no, Brock Lesnar will be defending his Universal Championship at SummerSlam, the uh, the summer's hottest event. Or something, something like that. Uh, this was actually kind of a funny bit because then one by one, every big guy came out of the mm-hmm. WWE locker room and said, "Well, I want a chance to fight Brock Lesnar." Yeah, yeah. No, I want a chance to fight Brock Lesnar. A, a classic WWE bit of just like, let's just bring them on out. Let's let's bring them all out there and just have them stand around and look at each other. Uh, uh, it was a hoot. Well, let's let's stay in Brock spotting for a little while. Okay, and we could talk about these two matches. So it became two triple threat matches. Yes. Uh, I am not going to be able to pull off the top of my head who was in both of them. Well, you're 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 in luck because because I've got you. Uh, it was uh, it was it was Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. And nope, that's wrong. I right. already got it wrong. Yeah, I, I got know. it. Got it wrong in one. It was Finn Balor, Elias, and Roman Reigns. Yep. Nope. 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 What? <laughs> this is this is good journalism. This is good radio. It was Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and Drew McIntyre. Oh right. And then it was Bobby Lashley, Elias, and Seth Rollins. Yes. See what happened there is we got Seth Rollins and Finn Balor confused, and then also got Elias and. And Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre confused. You can yeah. see how we could make them. Yeah, stick. you know. There's some similar Drew and Elias are both big, long-haired men. Long hairs, beards. Um, So so we had two winners. Yeah. And I do have some umbrage with this. Because, sure. 
because the way that this this segment like happened is like you said they just kept kept cascading out and saying like i deserve to be in this match i deserve to be in this match no i deserve to be in this match they all had a reason they all had a reason and the reason is you kind of (laughs) uh that's all well and good then immediately afterwards constable corbin had a had a segment with Kurt Angle that was like, what the hell are you doing, Kurt? There's no way Stephanie's going to approve this. And also, why didn't you put me in this match? To which Kurt Angle made the very valid point of saying, Corbin, you lost last night. You lost, you like, you don't deserve to be in this match. So fine. It's, it's a sort of like you win and you're in kind of situation, right? Well, 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 Seth Rollins lost last night to, to uh, Dolph Ziggler in an mm-hmm. Ironman match. In fact, he lost four times. One could make the argument. He was, no, five times. He was pinned five times. So that happened. Uh, Bobby beat Roman Reigns. So Roman Reigns lost this match. Also, when Roman Reigns came down to the ring, he literally said, I don't care about this match. I just want to fight somebody. And he was, and he said, I sure as hell don't care about Brock Lesnar. I just want to fight somebody. So he did not want to be in this match. He does not want the championship. I think I missed that. Which is like a, hey, maybe you should acknowledge that. Now, I thought I thought his reasoning was that he's the uncrowned king. No, like when I mean that is generally his like his like mo. But in terms of this conflict, he was just like, no, I don't. He, he it was really weird. He came out and was just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't really care about this match. But but give me someone to fight, kind of thing. It was very strange. Didn't really get it at all. I did appreciate that Kurt said one of these matches is starting right now, and immediately Paul Heyman just got a look on his face yeah. and stepped out of the ring. <laughs> it's time for me to go. <laughs> it is time for me to get out of here. So yes, we had two matches. Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and Drew McIntyre. Ron, just guess who won that match. I know who won, but obviously it was Roman. It was Roman Reigns. Shocking. He won a match. Uh, then, then we had another match, and it was Bobby Lashley, Elias, and and uh, Seth Rollins. And, and Ron, guess who won that match? So I know who won because sure. I watched it. But I, while I was watching it, I was thinking, this could either be Seth or Bobby, and both would be compelling. Yes, that's Seth correct. would be more compelling, but... But but that's besides the point. But no, Bobby did in fact in fact win the match. Yes. So now next week we have a match between Roman and Bobby because now, now, we've never seen that. Now wait a minute. Didn't we just see that match? I've never uh, seen it. Twenty four hours ago. Twenty four hours previously. Yeah. And Bobby wasn't, won. And what wasn't like three weeks ago? We were talking about Kurt Angle was setting up a multi man match to determine who would be the number one contender to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, and the first two entrants in that match were going to be Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. Yeah. Is that or is that not what happened? It is what happened. Yeah, I'll yeah, answer yeah. that question I remember. for you. And so now we had two multi-man matches that ultimately led to determining who was going to be the number one contender against Brock Lesnar, and the final two to, to, to be in those matches is Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. It's almost like this is exactly what they were going to do a month ago, and then they decided to hit rinse and repeat on it. There is an issue, though. What's that? Next week, this match is going to happen that will determine who will fight uh, Brock Lesnar. Yes. Then there are three more weeks. Yes. Until at least three weeks until SummerSlam. Yes, it's in, so, like, mid-August. I don't know when it is. So why aren't they doing this in, like, three weeks? Well, because because this is wrestling, and they're, like, for whatever reason, we got to immediately get all the stuff planned so we can have we have three weeks of just, like, people staring at each other angrily. And, you know, they'll probably do another thing where they have the whole, like, pull-apart thing where, you know, Bobby and Roman will be going at it in the ring. They emptied out the locker room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something like that. They'll have at least one bad promo. Like, they got to have the the bad promo from Roman. That's one week. 
We gotta have the bad promo from Bobby. That's another week, and then they've got to have the the pull and peel match or the pull and peel segment. The Twizzler match. The Twizzler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the string cheese incident, as they say. Um, the other day, I saw a man, and uh, he was a father, and yeah. he was on a hike with his family, and they were they got to sort of the the peak of the hike, and they were pulling out their lunches, and he had like a sandwich and a couple of string cheeses fine right mm-hmm. he goes and sits by the water and he he unwraps one of the string cheeses and he takes a big chomp oh out of he's it. one of those guys he's one of those people he didn't pull apart the string cheese he's an animal what are, like it's 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 a it's a you know it's, it's a, a crime string cheese. It's, it's a food it's, crime it pulls apart for a reason here i'm gonna admit something what's that on this show out loud publicly Uh-oh. i would never eat a string cheese like that but I do just bite right into the Kit Kat. <laughs> Don't even think to break that boy apart. Don't even break him apart. Mm. Just never done it. Just right try it. it. It's better. It is better that way? Oh, yeah. I don't really like Kit Kats. Well, have you tried biting into four of them at the same time? <laughs> I guess I have not. <laughs> I'd recommend that. Uh, so anyway, we're getting Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. and uh, um... Somebody wasn't involved in this, though. I was surprised... Not to see Mr. Braun Strowman. Yes, yes, I did think that that was that was an interesting thing as well. They did kind of they did kind of bring it up though. I have oh they, they brought it up. Yeah, the, basically they just had a segment afterwards where it was it was Braun and Kurt talking backstage, and uh, or was he being interviewed by somebody? I think he was being interviewed. Yeah, I don't I don't exactly remember how it happened. I thought I took a note about this, but apparently I was delusional. Um, Oh, no, good move to ask Braun why he didn't get involved in the triple threat matches. I didn't write down what he said because that would just be a useful note instead of just I know nonsense. what he said. What did he say? He said, I've got the, I'm the monster in the bank. I've got the contract. I don't need to get involved in these things. That's true. I can just cash in whenever I want. That's true. That's but he also point. said, I'm guaranteed a match anytime, anywhere. So originally we were thinking that he's going right. to cash in at SummerSlam and make it a triple threat. Well, I mean, he had said before, I'm going to cash in the moment I see Brock Lesnar. Oh. And now he seems to be changing his tune. Well, bit. I'm thinking whoever wins at SummerSlam, Braun might cash in on them in Australia. Ooh, a fun sort of down under spin yeah. on things. Uh, boy, that would be a twist. When is that big all fight? Uh, I think I think maybe also no, not I think it's in like October. Okay, WWE October. is going to Australia for a very big event. That's true. I think Braun might cash in then. That's good. That's a good prediction. Because he said anywhere. You know what sucks? Wrestling. To, to be well, that to Hulk be Braun Hogan. Strowman and have to sit on a plane. I bet that's really uncomfortable. It's got like a seventeen-hour flight to Australia. It's gonna be. Uh, I he probably sits first class or he has like the. The, the lay down kind of. Do you think he just rides on top of the plane? Yeah, I think he probably just runs there. Just sort of sells. <laughs> he just <laughs> he does get like he's got the weight behind him and he gets some real momentum going. So if he if he gets a long enough run, he's probably moves quickly enough that he can just run up on top of the water, not even sink. Yeah, he's got he's got very, very holds, skills. Holds on to a, a wing. Yeah, one of the two. Maybe he just like parasails there, sort of, or water off skis? the airplane. Yeah, yeah. Just not parasailing parasails. on the back of an airplane. <laughs> if you parasail off the back of the airplane, you'd probably be like in space or something. <laughs> I don't know. You think space could kill Braun Strowman? Is that what you're saying? No. I think space is the final frontier for Braun Strowman specifically. Well, this has been Brock spouting your weekly update on all things WWE Universal <sighs> Champion it Brock Lesnar. Has been Brock spotting. That's a that's a very good point. Um, there was another pretty interesting thing that happened on Raw this week. Uh, it was, uh, it involved our, our, I don't have a note about it, so I don't, I don't know that I agree with you. Uh, it was, it involved our two favorite friends, 
uh, Bailey and Sasha. Did you oh. see this stuff? Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of. I saw the YouTube clips. Okay, so it was not particularly compelling. Well, I think it is really, really compelling. So they they basically they had a the they got put into a match, a tag team match against Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox. And yeah, where have they been? Where's Alicia yeah, Fox been? Knows. She's been gone for like right. months, and she, and like part like lead up to the match, she was like, "I'm back." Everybody was like, "All right, you were you were gone, you were yeah. here." I don't know. Anyway, um, so they had a match against uh, Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox, and Kurt Angle said that if they don't get along, if they don't work together, maybe if they don't win the match, then one of them is going to get shipped over to SmackDown, um, either Sasha Banks They're or Bailey. Shipped overseas? Nope, nope, not overseas. Just to the other show. They're going to get traded. Um, so anyway, they did not win the match because it ended in disqualification because Sasha got uh, too angry while attacking Dana and uh, Alicia outside of the ring. This was very weird because yeah, what was this DQ? I that, didn't. There was nothing. I didn't, didn't understand. I was watching it and I didn't understand what happened. They didn't do anything that is not done in like a normal tag team match. Like they were they were fighting outside of the ring. They like Sasha was not the legal person, but like. That kind of shit happens all the time, and the ref never says anything about it. So I, I, that's a that's a weird sort of thing. But then they go backstage, and you know Bailey was kind of like mad at Sasha, and Sasha was just like, you know, I did what I had to do, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. She went in this whole long thing, and she's like, you don't get it, do you? Like, you know, I like I love the way that you that you are so passionate. I love the way that you are always looking out for people, and you know all this kind of stuff. And then she ends it by saying, "You've just never seen it, but it's been true all along. I love you." Yep. And it, and and then just walked away. And and what I don't know what it means. Do you think they're going with a romantic angle? I think that... they might. No, be. I don't I... know. Like I like I, like it seemed very romantic. I highly doubt that. I, I mean, I do. I am. I am. Believe me, I am as skeptical as you are that this is the direction that they would go. But, but uh, I'm not skeptical <sighs> that this is the direction that they would go. I just mm. don't think that this is what's happening here. You don't. You didn't read this this situation this way at all. I read it as more of their poor acting and poor huh. script writing. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. I'm gonna. I. I'm going with romantic. I think that. I. It, that's. I don't okay. Know. Now. Now you've piqued my interest. I'm. I'm curious to see where this will go. Sure. Now. now I was also not the only person that read this way. Like, I am not deft at picking up on signs. Okay. <laughs> from, <laughs> from people, I am not good at reading the room. So it's entirely possible that I am wrong about this situation. But uh, but uh, I was not the only person that thought this seemed romantic. This uh, this uh, I, there were some people on Twitter that were talking about it and saying that 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 was the vibe that they thought as well. Did you consider that maybe you are projecting? Hmm. What do you Just mean? Your deepest desires to 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 pronounce my undying love for my best friend. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> To pronounce my undying love for my po- my podcast co-host. Here I am, Matt. This is the the we fight every week. The 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 plot. This is what it's coming down to. <laughs> the podcast plot twist of the century. Uh, I honestly I didn't really get that. I I hmm. totally understand where you're coming from, but when I watched this, I was just like, this is just like kind of cheesy and dramatic, and like it's not working I mean, for me. It was me. cheesy and it was dramatic. But I think it was. I think it was. I think love. it was love. I think it was love. Real love. Real love. What is love? I, baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt your microphone, baby. Don't hurt, don't hurt it. Bailey, don't hurt me. 
Get it? No more. No more. Uh, can we talk about SmackDown now? Sure. Some weird stuff happened. Okay. I think, I think Randy Orton is crazy. Yeah, I think that's. Oh man, I just remembered. <laughs> it's so bad. You just remember what happened? What he? Yeah, I was, I was, I was watching SmackDown alone in my home, uh, mm-hmm. just before I came to record this podcast, and I was yelping on my couch because I was so grossed out by what happened during the situation. Uh, well. Let's talk about Extreme Rules. Yeah, sure. Shinsuke okay. Nakamura had a match against the you know, the U.S. champion. He sure did. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Fuck, I loved this match. It was so good. I hated it, but I loved it. It was this so was, good. This was my favorite type of match, except it wasn't the match I wanted to see this happen with. Yep. Uh, before the bell rang, Shinsuke punched Jeff Hardy right in the dick. Right in the nuts. And then as soon as the bell rang, Shinsuke hit him with one Kinshasa and immediately pinned him. Immediately pinned him. The match was less than five seconds the, long. The official time for this match is six seconds. That was beautiful. It was and I, I love when matches like that happen. I wish that would happen more with like Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Sure. Because yeah. that's more believable. Sure. Jeff and Shinsuke can put on a good show, though. Well. I would have watched that. I mean, they they did have a match on Tuesday. and It I wasn't great. It was not great. It seemed like Jeff it was kind of going uh, in slow motion. Jeff is his prime, yeah. as, as it were. Uh, but Shinsuke won the title. He sure did. His yeah. first WWE championship. Give it up for Shinsuke. Give it up for Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. Our friend, friend of the show, friend of America, friend Shinsuke of the show, Nakamura. Friend of God bless America, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and then Randy Orton came out and started beating up Jeff Hardy. He sure did. And stomped on his penis. He did. He <laughs> just spread his legs apart and stomped right on his penis. Yeah. And I don't understand how you can fake that in a WWE ring unless Jeff is wearing a cup. Hmm. Well, I don't know. You just don't. You just don't go all the way. He's got those big trap pants on. You know, like there's a lot of. There's a lot of extra space there in there. There could be some leeway. I mean, Jeff could be wearing just some tight underpants to keep it all cinched. That's true. That's that's but possible. I watched it, and it looks like Randy Orton steps right on Jeff Hardy's penis. Well, I mean, maybe Hard. he stepped on his gut or something and said, like, just above the penis. Could be. It's possible. Maybe he just stepped on his balls. Maybe he <laughs> just, just below the penis. Not, not the penis. Maybe he stepped on just the penis and avoided the balls. <laughs> what do you think would hurt worse? Oh, the balls. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So maybe it was just the penis. Just the penis. Anyway, this is getting out this has gotten out of hand. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe Jeff has like a really long penis. <laughs> and so he just stepped on the tip. <laughs> like it was just hanging like a foot below the balls. God, that's so bad. Oh man. No, yeah. It's like a it's like a squidward down there. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Is it a spit take all over the studio? <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, uh, enough of that. So Randy's crazy. So Randy's crazy. There was a moment where I was like, "Oh, is like, are we just gonna get like Randy?" I, I think I tweeted this. Uh, maybe you saw this if you were following along with the show on Sunday. But I was like, "Are we just gonna get face Randy Orton versus healed Nakamura?" Which I have no interest at all. No. Given his his run with Jinder Mahal, I was like, "No, I do not need to see." see this again or, or something similar to this again. Um, but instead, uh, Randy Orton did some heel things and he was attacking Jeff Hardy, but but not attacking Shinsuke Nakamura and not going for the championship. Which, Shinsuke looked concerned, though. And also confused, which yes. I I concur, Shinsuke. I'm, I am right oh, there absolutely. with you. Oh, absolutely. So then we got part two of this saga on Tuesday. 
Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura had a real actual match. Mm-hmm. Um, it was bad. It was like, it, like I said, it looked like it was in slow motion. Yeah, it was not so good. Um, it was for the U.S. title, and uh, Jeff Hardy had basically won the match. He had hit the he had hit a twist of fate, and then he had hit a swanton bomb, and he was pinning Shinsuke. The ref was counting, and then uh, Randy Orton pulled him out of the ring and started beating the crap out of him. You know, the bell rung. Just it was really wailing into him. Yeah, just really laying into him. Um, smashed his head into the steel steps a couple times, and 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 threw him all over the place. And Jeff tried to fight back a little bit, but it didn't work out. And then. The moment that really sealed the deal was the part where he had him, like, pinned down to the ground, and he was like, do you want to know why I'm doing this? Yeah. Do you want to know why I'm doing this? You'll have to wait until next week. But then he took his finger, and he oh, put I it— Oh, I forgot about this! This is the part that made me cringe. Oh. He put it inside Jeff Hardy's earlobe, which is gauged very widely, put and right then was just yanking hole. on it. He put his finger right through Jeff's finger Ooh. hole. Ear hole. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah. So unsanitary. I uh, I think Randy Orton is crazy. I think he's very I think crazy. he's lost his mind, and he's actually mad at Jeff Hardy. And I figured out why. Why? Because Jeff Hardy lost the U.S. title to a foreigner. Oh, God. Randy Orton is not happy about oh, that. Oh, God. Well... He is. He does seem to be racist. So he but hasn't. He, he hasn't after? explicitly said it though. That's the <laughs> thing. I have to side with Randy Orton because he hasn't explicitly used the words "I am a racist," oh, and that's God. why I stick my finger in your ear hole. He did say he'll wait until next week. So maybe they're gonna. He's gonna come out next week and just say, "Hi, I'm Randy Orton, and I am a racist." And I want to take that title from Shinsuke Nakamura because America. That might be what happens. But why did he have to beat up Jeff Hardy to do it? Is, I, I guess he's just so mad Jeff that he has, failed. Jeff America. has brought shame to shame to America. Interesting. Interesting. Per I, per Randy Orton. Right. That's Randy Orton saying that, not me. Yes, that's true. I understand. Um, yeah, I, and I wonder if I, I don't know. Now I'm kind of curious if we're going to get Shinsuke going, going, turning to the to the light again, going back to being a face. We shall see. I don't know. This is weird. Randy Orton's a weird man, and I'm, and I'm, I'm pretty over Randy Orton in 2018. Yeah. I don't really need more Randy Orton in my life. No, I wasn't I wasn't excited to see him come back. It yeah. was more like, oh, no. Yeah. No, I that was definitely my existed. reaction. Oh, God. No. <laughs> the voices, they're back. They're back in his head. Um, I uh, There was another match this week that I was very impressed with. Mm. I was not excited about this person coming up. Sure. And uh, but now I am okay because Andrade Cien almost mm, sure almost did. beat AJ Styles yeah. in his first match against him. Yeah, real good match. This was a very good, match. very very solid stuff. I get I didn't realize this, but I guess they've they've worked together in New Japan before. Um, that I didn't makes realize, sense. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize almost had spent much time there. Uh, but uh, but yeah, him and him and AJ had a pretty darn good match. They and went at it. He was he was trying to prove that he was uh he was worthy of. Of uh, WWE Championship contention, um, and I mean, for my money, I'd say he proved it. But he didn't win the match, and that was the whole thing. It's like they kept they kept saying like, "Well, if he wins this, then he's definitely next in line for a for a championship match." But he didn't do that. I so. thought this was a championship match. No, it was a non-title match. Hmm. Yeah, it was just the guy with the championship fighting another guy. That that's disappointing. I it is. I I kind of really like the idea of AJ just being like, uh, "Okay, I'll I'll have." this guy's first fight and make yeah. a championship match yeah. sure and then this dude is so fucking good and that aj just loses. being like oh my god like yeah. i don't know what i got myself into oh or yeah, yeah. or him just all, like barely winning yeah, but also being like all the stops. holy shit this guy is crazy good how is he a rookie yeah right yeah that's 
that is very interesting. That's a that's a compelling story. I mean, that's kind of the thing with the with all of the open challenges that they do for the the sort of mid tier titles. Is it's like you never know when when some young upstart is going to come and come and take the title from you and and uh, you know catch you on an off day or something like that. But uh, it wasn't a completely off day for AJ. But man, yeah, a really good match. A very good match. It was it was fun. I would love to see these two uh, continue to work together. I also feel like. Rusev had a really great match with AJ on on Sunday night. Yeah, he did. That was solid. It was. I mean, that was all I hoped for. That I, I I had the thought during the match that like I went into this with no belief at all that Rusev would win this match. I was at one hundred percent AJ Styles is going to retain the championship, and they made me believe for a moment that Rusev might actually pull it off. And like, oh yeah, there were a cons- couple moments. Yeah, right. And like, I would consider that a job well done, and that's that's a pretty solid match. But I think Rusev is unfortunately staying away from the WWE Championship for a while because he has to he has to work out some issues with his 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 friend Aiden English. Yeah, there was a super weird promo this week. There was, yes. Oh, a backstage, backstage segment, of vignette, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, what What exactly happened here? What can you? How did How did Rusev lose at Extreme Rules? Because they yes. seem to be referencing this, and I did not remember. Oh, okay. Um, so Aiden English at one point during the match with AJ Styles, uh, he while the ref wasn't looking, he pulled the cover off of the turnbuckle, oh, exposing right. the bare metal. And the idea would be that it would be you know an opening for Rusev could you know throw AJ into it, hurt AJ real bad, and then get the pin. Um, but what actually happened is Rusev got thrown into it. Rusev got hurt real bad, and then AJ got the pin. That's right. I forgot. Exactly. And so afterwards, you know, you, you would assume that Rusev res- reviewed the footage and saw what happened and, and would see that, like, oh, no, it was actually Aiden's fault that he lost his first ever WWE championship match. And, you know, that might make him real mad. So Aiden uh, tried to go to Rusev's locker room and w- tried to apologize to him, but uh, he didn't get a chance to because he was talking. He got stopped by Lana and Lana was basically just like, you know, Rusev wants to be alone right now. Like he's really, you know, he's having a hard time with this, blah, 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 whatever. Um, really couldn't get a grasp on what her voice was doing in terms of accent. Oh, no, it, it was went just really all over back the place. and forth. Yeah. Uh, but I do feel like they're finally getting back around to that one segment they did several months ago oh, where God, Lana yeah. is trying to break up uh, Rusev Day. Well, I don't know that she's trying. I mean, I mean, she didn't do anything to try and break them up. Like she Aiden made a mistake. that Rusev might be better off with. Uh, a little distance from Aiden. Well, I mean, he might be. Aiden cost him a very important match. It's true. There's truth to what she's saying. Oh, I don't disagree. I'm just saying I feel like they're finally returning mm. to this this storyline. Sure. They sowed they sowed the seeds long ago. And they sold they're... the shirts long ago. <laughs> and now they're finally uh, reaping reaping the rewards of them. They're making the profit on them. Um. Yeah. So uh. So that was that was SmackDown for the most part. Was there anything else worth talking about on there? Oh, I mean, there was a there was a very sad funeral. Oh God, yeah. How could I forget? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the Miz held a funeral for mm-hmm. for uh, Team Hell No. Yeah, he gave a very moving eulogy. He did. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Talked a lot about how Daniel Bryan's terrible and how he's uh, you know he's a glory hog. And how his his comeback was a joke. Wasn't was a, a terrible idea. All that all that good stuff. Um, and then Daniel Bryan came out. And ruined his own funeral. Ruined his own funeral. That's a pretty impressive feat. I hope that one day I can ruin my own funeral. I, like, you're just full of gas. <laughs> yeah. And your, your body just explodes. Yeah. Or I or I, or I, I come back to life, or I fake it, or I haunt it. Ooh, that's the play. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
just uh just really start messing with people i would like to haunt it but i would like to i would like to just control the the music i was gonna say the stereo yeah yeah and then just like keep putting on wildly inappropriate songs and and people being like who's doing that and ideally get my brother in trouble for playing stupid music at my funeral or something like that. that that's your your last prank yeah, against your last, brother yeah, is my... ruining your own funeral and making him <laughs> and, just feel guilty. And making him be the fall guy the for pariah it. of the family. God, that would be awful. He would he would not be happy about that one bit. It's a good bit. Though. It's a good bit. I would for get a, a ghost. Kick out of it, for yeah. a, if you're ever a ghost at your own funeral, that's a good bit. <laughs> just mess with the stereo. What would be the worst song to play at a funeral? John Cena's entrance. Oh. <laughs> Got it in one. It's incredible. Or Randy Orton's. Ugh, yeah, really any WWE entrance music. I was going to say Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, a, boy. A classic. A classic. All-star? Oof. Oof-a-doofa. Yeah, but, that. like, the version from Shrek where it has, like, Shrek noises in the background. <laughs> just playing the scene from Shrek. Okay, like if you've got like a, a slideshow going of just like old photos, but then just slipping in a, in a, a YouTube video of that scene from Shrek where All Star plays. That's great. That's the good ghost prank. That's, that's the best ghost prank you could play at your own funeral is slipping great. in the, the All Star scene from Shrek. Mm-hmm. I hope that my ghostly form is just like a, like a like a filter that when you shine a light through it, basically I want to be... Uh, like a 35 like a millimeter reel of film that is the scene from Shrek where they play All Star, and so that anytime I pass in front of a light, the scenes from Shrek just get projected on the wall behind me. This is like on a passing train and stuff. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, it's that, that Shrek ghost. Oh, it's that Shrek ghost again. Uh, that's the dream. That is the dream. Maybe someday. I think I need to watch Shrek more to really make that happen. Got to really get it, you know, soaked into my spo- my bones, into my soul. Well. Somebody once told me that the world was going to roll me. Uh, Samoa Joe's back, and he fought Ty Dillinger for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I found out that Ty Dillinger this week was in a very old segment where he played like a he played a PA uh, backstage during one of the many DX comebacks, and he a lot of acronyms you're throwing out here. Yeah, yeah. He was just like a production assistant during the D Generation X comeback. Oh, thank you. And uh, and he. There's a whole scene where Triple H is talking to Shawn Michaels, and 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 Shawn Michaels is like, like Triple H is basically trying to say we don't pull the same antics anymore. Like you know we're getting older, we're 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 not wild anymore. And Shawn Michaels says something effective like I'm not wild anymore, I'm still wild. And then he looks at the PA and he goes, "What's your name?" And Ty Dillinger, the PA, turns and goes, "Uh, Stan." And then Shawn Michaels super kicks him in the face, and he falls all over the ground. And then he just runs around and super kicks like five more people, and then prays over them exactly for their healing. Mm-hmm. And then he cuts off his ponytail. Rests it mournfully on top of them and, 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 and prays for them, hopes for the best for them, and then makes a Christian film about it. Country Heart. Is Country, that what it's called? Something like that. It's got to be got to be something like that. God. Anyway, Ty Dillinger once played a character named Stan and got super kicked by Shawn Michaels. There's your fact for the day. Congrats, Ty Dillinger. And then, yeah. and then earlier this week, he got choked out by Samoa Joe. Got his ass kicked by Samoa Joe. That's a, it's a, it's a real shame. It happen, happens to the best of us. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, there were some big events this week, but I feel like overall it was pretty status quo. Becky won a match and then yep. proclaimed that she was like making a comeback, I guess, mm-hmm. which yeah, I'd like to see. Com- but... It was a compelling little little promo. Seems like she's trying to get closer to the title scene. I wouldn't, I would not hate a Becky Lynch versus Carmella match at SummerSlam, but uh, you know, doesn't do much for our friend Oscar. Yeah, 
who seems to be just kind of getting written off. This this was actually the first moment where I was like, maybe they did fuck up Asuka's character a little bit. Sure. Because now it's just like, if the title scene is transitioning just straight to, you know, Becky Lynch versus Carmella, and Asuka just like ends up in the mid card, it's going to be like, I, I don't know. What, what were we doing here? We really goofed this one. Maybe Asuka's going to move on to the uh, the whole, oh, I guess that's Raw, huh? Ronda Rousey and yeah. all them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe Oscar's just gonna stop wrestling. Maybe Oscar's just gonna stop wrestling. She's gonna hang up the boots. She said, "Hey, I've had enough." I'm uh, I'm starting to really like Mojo Rawley. Really, that guy's crazy too. He is real crazy. But in like a in like a Randy Orton's crazy in like a, a shitty way, mm. where Mojo is crazy in like a this guy is kind of scary, but like in a good way. Yeah, right. Kind of way. In like a legitimately, I don't know what this guy is gonna do kind of way right but also he's a he's a good wrestler who did he fight this week he fought tyler breeze who tyler is uh yeah. who is a a man on an island right now because fandango is recovering from an injury so he the 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 fashion police are are no more for the time being poor tyler breeze they're on hiatus uh this was a pretty good match except like it got to a certain point where it was just like okay this is now the mojo raleigh show sure yeah and he just kind of just pummeled tyler mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just kick the, kick the living ever living crap out of him yeah but his whole thing is like he'll beat you, and then I'll scream in your face about beating you. Yeah, and yeah. then be like, I'm ready to fight the next bigger guy. Yeah, like that's true. I, I and I kind of like that about Mojo. Like he's just, he's just there to fight, mm. but he's he's kind of angry. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's 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 uncaged. He's like, yeah, a, yeah. It's it's good. It I mean it's kind of working for him. Like he's been the. It's interesting because this is an example of sort of like a like a a character that's been kind of just like like turned a little bit up to 11 and it makes it work really well as a bad guy. Cause like, this is basically like, he was just really enthusiastic and hyped up all the time uh, when he was a, a face as well. But now he's just, you know, still enthusiastic, still hyped up, but to the point where he's going to like k- kick the ever living crap out of you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but uh, I'm one degree away from Mojo Raleigh. Uh, I don't think you've mentioned this. A former coworker of mine went to like, like middle and high school oh, with him. I think you did mention. This. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because, she, like, she's not into wrestling at all, but she, like, has watched a couple of his things, and, and she's like, yeah, that person he plays on TV is 100% the person that he is in real life. Well, that's not good. Well, I mean... He plays it good on TV, but I don't I th- think well, he should play it in real life. I mean, I think it's probably, like, an exaggeration of who he is, but I think she's just going... She means to say he's a very enthusiastic fellow. Gives a gives 110% to... To everything he's really into it he is he sure is he's hyped up you might say he loves what he loves he does he loves it full-heartedly with it with a clear heart clear eyes and a full heart he can't lose he can't lose that's that's just the facts well with that i think that uh that about covers all the week's worth of wrestling i've got some got some interesting feuds going in towards SummerSlam, so we'll uh, we'll see we'll see how it plays out uh, uh we're we're careening very quickly towards episode 69 oh boy <laughs> We are getting dangerously close. Dangerously close. To episode 69. I can't wait. It's very exciting. I think it's going to be a real celebration. That's for sure. Oh, don't be gross. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for listening this week and every week. We really appreciate that. If you uh, have loved this audio experience and wanted in more of an online form, you can find us on various channels on the internet. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlindTagCast. You can also find us at our website, BlindTagCast.com. You can send us an email. You can find a link to our iTunes page where you can rate the show uh, and all kinds of other fun goodies there. Uh, We want to thank Small Parks for letting us use their song Restless as our in and out music. We really appreciate it. And 
And with that, my name is Matt Raddick, and I have been your face. My name is Ron Novellano, and I have been your heel. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, and happy Rusev Day. Because you're falling in love when you shouldn't be, and you'll run out of excuses.